Hey, this is Wyatt with the Creative Habits Podcast, and this week we're talking about the whack on the side of the head. Enjoy. All right, so this week we're talking about the whack on the side of the head. Now, right now, you know, I'm drinking a little something. Uh, it's green tea with a little bit of uh, cocoa and stevia. Good stuff. Get your mind flowing. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking. And, you know, it's a little bit better than coffee. It doesn't give you the jitters, but that's not why we're here. We're talking about the whack on the side of the head. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, I'm talking to different artists from around the globe and kind of delving into creative ventures and looking at the subconscious and kind of mashing it around in my head. There's one kind of conclusion I've come to, which is that you need systems for producing and creating on a regular basis. You have to have systems in place. You know, you can kind of like duct tape things together and and make it work, but really you need an overall system, a repeatable system that you can kind of jump in and flow with. And a lot of times, you know, you, you think one habit and another can be duct taped together. But in the end, once you get that system, it flows. And it's it's like the difference between... Um, you know, riding an old rusty bike and one that actually works, where everything actually works, right? So then on top of that, you need a system for replenishing your mindset because along the way that you're using that creative system and you're creating on a regular basis, you need a way to basically uh, keep your motivation alive and also just the, those those depressing moments uh, and the flack you get from the outside world. You need a way to buffer that and also to just be able to be resilient and have the grit to move past some of those um, moments when it feels like the world's going to crush you. So you need to have that those systems in place that you need to replenish your mindset on a regular basis. You can't just go forth and say, okay, well, that's good. I'm good. Now you have to replenish the why. You have to replenish the motivation so that you go forward with much greater ease and also with much greater energy and, and fever and aliveness, right? So you have to have these two systems. But for both of these to run, you actually need to have a, your logical side and your subconscious side. And you have to use both of those. There's some people go, okay, I need the logical side, and you know, it's just everything. Well, here, here's <laughs> really the, the the logical mind, the scientific mind does wonders, but the subconscious and the woo-woo also does wonders. And people jump into one camp or the other, and it's really hard to bridge the gap between the two because we're so polarized as our society. Um, you know, you're the Republican or you're a Democrat, and you either do this or that, and you like this team or that team, and it's all competitive and it's garbage, right? But here, here's here's how I see the two of them kind of synthesized, condensed into these two sayings, right? The logical mind, the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind are condensed into these two sayings. One is the from the conscious mind, the, the logical mind comes, I will believe it when I see it. Okay, I believe it when I see it, meaning the physical world is there. I have to see it, and then I'll, I'll believe it, and, and that's the only thing that's good enough for me. So that's that side. I will believe it when I see it. And then the other side is I will see it when I believe it. And that's the woo-woo side, which says, you know what? 
there's a bit of belief in there that causes the physical world to kind of manifest. And in a micro, at a very micro scale, scientists have proven that this, in fact, is the case where thought does um, affect the the micro world. The macro world doesn't show that fluidity in the same manner, but it's still there on a different level. You just have to get there to see it. The two thought processes are condensed into, I will believe it when I see it, and I will see it when I believe it. Now, mixing the subconscious to your heart and logical mind isn't hard to do, because you know what? It's already been done. It's you, <laughs> right? I mean, it's you. You're, you're already here, you know, so you obviously are all mixed together. Um, but listening to each takes time, right? And, and you need to have experiments, challenges, and exercises to stretch all of them. Now, I'm going to put forth a thought exercise here, okay? And um, here it is. The, the quote is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And the whole idea is take that, okay? Some people say, ah, you know, bumper sticker psychology, kind of like, here's your quote and whatever. But if you really think about it in terms of the whack on the side of the head, then this becomes much more of a, an experiment that's actually very useful for you. So here's here's how it works. Okay, let me explain the thought B- before I show how it works. Let me let me delve into the whack on the side of the head. Now most most of the time, you, you you probably have heard this before. The whack on the side of the head, right? I mean, the whole idea goes. You know, here's here's the um, trainee, and he goes and to to the enlightened monks, and he wants to become enlightened also, and so he goes there with all this dedication, and he's doing all these things, and and he's just not getting. And one day, one of the monks comes by and just whacks him on the side of the head, whack, right, and boom. He's enlightened, right? He gets all these visions and all these things, all this understanding just downloads into his spirit and his mind, and it opens up this big, huge ray of just epiphanous, enlightenment stuff. (laughs) However you might say it, he is suddenly, in that moment, after being whacked on the center of the head, he is enlightened, Okay. Of course, after the what the, the common story is, of course, before enlightenment, you stack the wood. After enlightenment, you stack the wood. You still have to stack the wood, you know, whether you're enlightened or not. You're still here on the physical plane. But anyway, regardless, let's go back to the story of the, the enlightenment, the whack on the side of the head, right? So here's where some people, uh, the, the, the common thing is, okay, well, some people, they concentrate on the whack and, and the whacking techniques, you know, and so they focus on the whacking techniques like, um, you know, how hard did did he get whacked and where did he get whacked? What kind of angle did he get whacked at? And 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 where on his head did he get whacked? How hard did he get whacked? And and so on. So th- they concentrate on the technique of, of the whacking. Now, others will go and concentrate on the bamboo whacker. <laughs> they'll focus on getting the best bamboo whacker out there sustainably harvest and oiled to perfection and they'll get the best whacker there is because they've uh, thought that it's the bamboo whacker that does the enlightenment the others think it's the technique and there might be a third group that says it's both the technique and the bamboo whacker 
Missing the point, of course, that it's not the whack on the side of the head. It's not the overnight success. It's the 20 years that led up to that overnight success. So the whack on the side of the head is just something that happened fortuitously at a particular moment in time. The whack may have contributed, but it wasn't the whack. It wasn't the bamboo wasn't in the techniques, wasn't how well-oiled or where the bamboo was harvested, nothing like that. It just, it happened. So the reason why this is important is it goes back to our little exercise here. Um, You know, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Now, when you contemplate this, it can be the whack on the side of your head. not saying it will be, but it could be. And here's how this works. See, you pin, you, you take... You write this out, you pin it up, okay? You think of it, kind of think of it, really contemplate it, and then you put it in a place where you're going to view it on a regular basis, right? And then you write down the ideas as they come to you. You need to have a notebook, and you're going to write down ideas as they come to you from this particular whack. Now, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? brings up all kinds of visions, all kinds of possibilities, but but here's here's the part that really makes this kick in on a subconscious level, and that has to do with emotionality. Because if you really contemplate this and go, okay, wow, not as an exercise, but actual actuality, going, holy crap, I could actually do this, and thinking about that feeling as if you could actually do this. It'd be like, wow, what would I do? What would I do? It brings up all kinds of ideas, right? You write down the ideas, you expand on them, and it becomes something of an epiphanous exercise. It's the whack on the side of the head. It's the exercise that may give you the whack on the side of the head. I'm not saying that it will, but it's an example of different exercises and challenges and um that's basically what creative habits podcast is all about is just you know can we get that whack can we somehow sustain that whack on the side of the head even after you get it how do you sustain it right and that's the whole idea behind all this is just melding the conscious side and the subconscious mind and just really kind of exercising both of those so that you can kind of meld them together and use them both instead of saying those scientific wackos don't know what they're talking about they don't understand that there's much greater things in the heart in the subconscious mind and the scientific people are going those people who just follow their heart in the subconscious mind they're all woo woo out there they're not really you know they got a screw loose they're not really concrete they're not going for what's real They're just dreamers and they don't, you know, the whole blah, blah, blah. So the key is to balance between the two because the math, that's where I believe the magic happens is when you're able to meld the two together and not get so hung up on concrete uh, ideas, concrete situations. There's so much ambiguity within the magic of the world in that gray area is where the magic lies. The magic kind of, you know, shimmers from one, uh, one end or the other. You know, you can kind of see it shimmering. But you, when when you meld the two together, you live in that gray area, and it's 
beautiful. It it's challenging because you're not always knowing what's going to happen. But and you don't have that same uh you know, this then that kind of situations. However, when you follow it, there's a lot more magic and there's a lot more aliveness because in actuality, a lot of times, even though we have systems in place, they can be deadening. Habits can be deadening to our ability to see something fresh and new and alive. Just want to put it out to you this week on some ideas for playing with your consciousness and your logical mind and your subconscious and your heart. I'm melding all those together. So hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week.